Welcome to Ageless by Rescue. This podcast is devoted to exploring the science of rejuvenation, uncovering the most trusted experts, the must-have products, innovations, and technology in the field of vitality, aesthetics, new beauty, and cosmetic enhancement. I'm Baha Etmanen, the founder and editor of Ageless by Rescue. Ageless by Rescue gives you unprecedented access to international and Australian experts and visionaries. Hi, it's Miranda Kerr here on Ageless by Rescue podcast. Hi, this is Martha Kay and you are on Ageless by Rescue podcast. I'm Trini Woodall. I mean, I feel I'm being interviewed by the sexiest woman in the world. Paula Joy's career spans over newspapers, magazines, television, and she is one of Australia's most high-profile journalists and influencers. She is also the living embodiment of what it means to be glowing and vital and ageless. She began her career in the fashion cupboard of Vogue, where she worked her way up the industry to become the editor of Clio magazine at just 27 years old. She became the editorial director of both Clio and Cosmopolitan magazine, launched Madison magazine, which she created from scratch, and then went on to become the national fashion editor for Fairfax newspapers and launching her own fashion lifestyle website, The Joy. Today, Paula embraces both bold and new media in her life. She's a digital publisher and a contributing editor to various magazines. She is also the influencer of influencers. If you haven't followed her on social media, you just have to. Whenever I'm feeling blue or I feel like, you know, I need some kind of a switch up in my style, the first Instagram account I go to is Paula Joy's. She has an infectious personality, an absolutely beautiful heart, and a unique, enviable style that women want to follow. In this episode, Paula leaves no stone unturned and shares not only her beauty and vitality tricks, but also her playlists because music is such an important part of her ageless spirit. I'm delighted to bring Paula Joy on this episode of Ageless by Rescue podcast. I'm super excited to bring you my beautiful friend and inspiration, Paula Joy from her closet. Hey, Baha. Hello. It's true. I am in my closet. It's quite the aspirational closet. I'm excited to speak to you because you turned 50 recently and to me, you will always be Tinkerbell. Um, I think half of Australia learned about fashion and beauty from you when you were uh, the Clio editor, and then as we became more sophisticated and we were reading Madison, you know, you took us on our next phase of beauty. And now um, with social Now I'm media, old. No, well, now, <laughs> now you're old. Uh, and you're still giving us permission to dance and sing and get dressed up. Um, what does ageless mean to you? Um, look, I really don't care about ageing. I think it's a privilege to get older. And I always say, what's the alternative to aging? Death. So I think that if you look at it in factual terms, uh, aging is really a fantastic thing because it's more trips around the sun, uh, it's more wisdom. Uh, so I think you truly are, in terms of an age, you are what you feel. 
Um, and I think if you take the emphasis off the exterior and just put it into energy and intention and 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 always just striving for your best. I I want to age. I want to age well. I don't care about getting older, but I am going. I'm not going down without a fight. So don't get me wrong. I'm you know I'm this this. If you can if you can combine vanity with good intention and put them together in a cake, that's ageless to me. You know, um, I think it's your point is absolutely right. There, there is a grace and there is a privilege to aging. But for me, the reason I started ageless is that I am surrounded by women like yourself. And I'm lucky, I feel, to be born in an era where um, I haven't been uh, necessarily defined by my chronological age. And it's it's been more about attitude. And there's enough examples of people who are literally living their best life uh, in their 60s, in their 50s, in their 40s, and some of them in their 20s. You know, uh, and I think we can all learn from each other. Was there a moment in your career, because you've you've been around beautiful women and beautiful people, you know, even Cleo Bachelor of the Year was about beauty and the fetishization of youth and sexiness. When when did you kind of click in your mind that it was about energy and intention and how you turn up in the world, not the exterior package? Uh, that's a really, that's a good question. I, I mean, I was around beautiful from 18 you know, I, that's when I started at Vogue and I sort of didn't know any different. I grew up uh, looking at the supermodels and then I worked with them. You know, I was actually standing there with Christy Turlington and Claudia Schiffer and Linda Evangelista and dressing them and, and they were so extraordinary. I remember feeling that it was surreal, but I think because I'd been around it since I was so young, I was anaesthetised to it in a little funny sort of way. I think that the truth is, is that intention does come with age and, and your, when your ego has taken enough knocks that you've had to get down and get back up again, that you have perspective, hindsight, loss, gain, and all those things combined, plus the I think you really start losing your ego in your form, which is a fantastic combines um, to give you sort of the understanding that there is more to um, just the outside and that the inside is there's actually so much beauty to be mined and found and developed on the inside. And also when everything starts going south that's when you also know <laughs> yeah true um you you know you've had access to all the best experts in the world you've had access to best to the best role models in the world um do you intentionally uh look towards um experts or our role models or muses to um benchmark um your own vitality your own um beauty definitely for sure i've always been you know i'm a i'm a great consumer of popular culture um i certainly have muses when it comes to style and fashion and homewares so beauty's no different um 
I I move around, you know, there'll be the perennial sort of women that like uh, J-Lo or Gwen Stefani who I just am like, look at you at 52, like, wow. Um, but at the moment I'm obsessed with Paulina Poroskova's interview. Me too. How good. Yes, just all of them actually. I've gone back and looked at Shalom and Amber and just all those supermodels. And, and then there are some fantastic uh, beauty journalists that are online that I just find so fascinating. Um, in, in the menopause space, there's some incredible um, doctors, sun care. I mean, certainly when it comes to medicine uh, and, and health that is linked to medicine, um, I'm a journalist. I like to get to the bottom of a story and, um, you know, I can only be as good as the people around me or as good as the interviews that I do. Um, and, you know, you always want to be educated. You always want to keep learning. Life would be far too boring if you weren't inspired and educated by others. Well, uh, and I guess in, in your role, not only were you educated yourself, but you educated several generations of women. Um, was there like a particular time or an expert or a ritual that you learned about during your kind of beauty editorship um, and as you had access to these incredible experts and scientists that you went, I am never not doing this. This is gold. <sighs> There's got to be so many of them, right? <laughs> sure. There has to be. And I think there's some that I thought at the time and I have since worked out I could have possibly done without them and I would say one of them is a rotating skin brush. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> Which I was convinced was the thing and now I would never use one. Um, listen, I reckon that AHAs were a absolute moment in beauty history and I remember it in the mid-90s when it launched and it was really quite extraordinary. I remember that being one of the things that I put on my skin and was like, oh, goodness, that's much more than a moisturiser. That's, that's um, you know, that's amazing. Was that the um, Neostrata launch? That wasn't yeah, that it would like, have been. It would have been, it right? Been. I remember. Yeah, it would have been. And I've gone back to them recently and, um, I think that AHAs are extraordinary. There's lots and lots of tips from makeup artists that uh, I have sort of taken over the years from really basic things like Elizabeth Arden 8-hour cream on everything, you know, your cuticles, your elbows, your lips, blend it in with a powder eyeshadow and make that sort of Helena Christensen wet look eye, blend it in with your blusher and it's a lipstick, like things like that. Um, when you're traveling or you're tired, put mascara on before you put anything else on. Because you can offer often when you're tired, you know, you put so much concealer on, put so much foundation on. And mascara is the single most effective thing to most faces, right? Yes. It makes indeed. such a difference. So little things like that. You're um, a big fan of bronzer and you have like a real, to me, a signature glow. Uh, the Paula Joey glow is, you know, uh, legendary. What's the what's the secret sauce? I, I, give me your recipe for this perennials um, summer beach babe look. Well, I don't wear a lot of makeup, really. So I blend a 
I mean, the thing I didn't say before is sunscreen. I always wear sunscreen. Sunscreen was the best advice I ever got and I wear it in the rain. That's number one. Um, so I just blend a bit of moisturiser and a bit, so I'm talking a pea of moisturiser, a pea of foundation, and that can be I love Armani Luminous Silk, I love Clinique Even Better Glow, I love... Charlotte Tilbury, um, the Hollywood one. And then then I use, and this is true, a pea of J Bronze by Jennifer Hawkins. It's the best. Leg cream. Leg cream. I use that, the body shimmer on my face. Always it, have. It really is a good glow. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I also do have a ring light on me. No, I've seen you in real life many times over the years and it, it's a good look. Um, what do you do? I mean, obviously you've opened the door to your private universe through social media. So I guess we've always known you, but we really got to know you once you started appearing and sharing your, you know, the backstory, um, your rituals on social media. Um, for those of you of us who haven't kind of met you before on social media, take us through your biohacking rituals. So supplements, sleep, exercise. What are some of the things that, again, you've learned from the best and you you know they work when they you apply it to your life? Uh, so sleep has always been an issue for me, sadly. I also really need a haircut looking at myself on here. Um, I sleep I struggle with. I've always had a bit of a problem with insomnia, so I'm a bit obsessed with sleep. Um, I find that a high dose of magnesium really works. So I think anything, any high um, level magnesium taken orally will really, really help. Anxiety will really help sleep um, and can just completely improve your mood. So I take that every night. Uh, if you are really, really tired, I would have an Epsom salt bath, take the magnesium orally, and then I would use a magnesium spray, an oil over the top. And then you will, that will, you, I defy anybody not to be relaxed after that. Uh, I take collagen, marine collagen, um, every day as well. I have found that I've, when I double the dose of that, I think you need to increase the dose with age. So I, when I started taking it, I took one sachet and it was when I increased it to two a day that I really noticed it. I noticed it significantly in my nails and my hair, uh, definitely, in terms of thickness and strength. Um, what else? And they're the only supplements I take. That's what it. about... Um beauty treatment are you a facial person are you a sauna person uh do you have uh any kind of special rituals that you know you know just deliver yes I mean I love saunas I love that is my you know my life goal is a steam room in my house I would just live to have that. I would love that so much. That's the ultimate luxury to me. But I love that feeling of sweating. I bought myself, you know, when you go and have a facial, you know, the steamers that yeah. they have, the facial steamers, best thing I ever bought. Right. Ugliest thing I ever bought. 
but it is the the salon grade face steamer and it is just the best. So if you're doing an at-home facial or even if you're just feeling awful, it's that feeling of just that steam on your skin and it opens everything up and it just makes you feel fantastic, but you do have to put it in a cupboard because it's dead ugly. Uh, I am a mad fan of uh, LED light, red light. I've been having that and swear by it for probably 20 years. I just think it's extraordinary, does good things for my skin. What else do I love? What else do I love? Facials, I have gotten back into. I like the hydrofacial. I think that's really good bang for your buck. Um, I like the fact that it 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 takes out impurities and then it hydrates and it's 45 minutes. I'm not good at sitting there. Do you hours. do you use cosmeceuticals or cosmetic skincare products? I use both. I use both. I'm probably a little bit like you in the respect of I'm constantly trying things. And I also, because part of what I do every day is um, giving women advice on what they should use, not everybody can afford cosmeceuticals. So it's important to look. And there are lots of brands that are doing a very good job at at a lower price point. So I do move around. But I believe in a vitamin B serum is probably better for me than a vitamin C. So I use a vitamin B uh, or a pigment serum uh, in the morning. And then, you know, retinol is the king um, in the evening. But about three nights a week, I use nothing. And do you have vegetables? Uh, I um, have. Um, I don't at the moment. <laughs> I have, um, of course. Yes, I've tried. You know, I've tried, tried, um, tried different things. I love them. I absolutely yeah. love them. And I think the older I get, the better they look on you. I, I think it's actually silly to get them young because I think they change your face too much. But um, I think it, they've evolved so much too. And you know, you can have the hyaluronic acid instead of having actual filler you can have the boosters I've never had a filler I've never ever tried a filler um I because I've got quite you know I'm quite chubby yeah but um you know I've never I've never had filler but um I do I don't like that look of young um Botox and that sort of overworked face is is a is a terrible thing. But I think it's really like what it's a wonderful thing um, for people to be able to use however they want to use it. That's sort yeah, of my belief sure. on, on it. For sure. Tell me, um, in terms of fashion, one of the things that I think you've really broken the mold on um with the ageless kind of conversation is you really made it fun and okay to wear whatever makes you feel good and to treat fashion as dress-ups like I always look at your um you know on the red carpet I've seen you I've seen you at you know at events I've seen you on social and I guess I've known you for about 20 years and the thing that I always think is you're always appropriately dressed but it's always your signature how has your kind of fashion sense evolved? And, you know, what advice do you have about the concept of agelessness and what you wear? And I want you to tell the story of you and Mia and the mum jeans. <laughs> Thank you. That was very nice saying that. Um, I mean, I love dressing up. 
I do. And I really believe that fashion is can is an escape, so it can transport you somewhere, or it's your armor and it can protect you if you're feeling vulnerable or if you're in a situation where you need to be strong. And I think women are really lucky that we have access to that. Uh, I also do think that true style is mixing high to low and knowing your body. That is the number one thing. You just need to have a big cup of honesty and look at yourself in the mirror and get to know your proportions and what works for you and what silhouettes work and what colours work. And then from that point, that's really freeing. And then that's where the fun starts. And you can just start uh, developing and evolving and pushing the envelope. I have always believed you're better off showing either legs or, you know, boo, but it's like with beauty, it's like lip or eye. I don't, I don't like doubling up on anything. And I think as you get older, it's down to your body and what parts of your body are how your body is aging. No, some women, their legs will look phenomenal until the grave, you know, other women's boobs are just perfect until then. So I just think you just have to be honest and play up what's right I'm not going to say you can't wear a mini skirt or can't wear leather pants or no, stuff that. Do whatever you like. Um, But just remember that confidence is your best accessory. So it's really important that whatever you have on makes you feel confident and then you will shine because you don't ever want the outfit to wear you. You want to wear the outfit. So take us to this international revolution that you and your best friend, Mia Friedman, started around jeans. How did this start and what happened? Yeah, it was honestly, I went into Mia's office to uh, record a podcast and she was wearing these jeans that I was just really sort of like horrified at and she's such a gorgeous girl at woman kooky crazy great dress sense she's sort of such a I mean she's like a unicorn you know she just wears colors and you know just is really brave when it comes to fashion and can actually wear anything like she could wear any pair of jeans and look good in them except for this pair of jeans which I just said, and that's what friends do. I would want to be told. I was just like, babe, I am not sure about those jeans. And then we, you know, we did our work and then I left and then she did a video saying Paula came in and Paula said these jeans are not good and now I agree. And then she, I saw that video and then I did a reply to her video and I was basically just saying, you know, mum jeans are not really that flattering. Um, and maybe leave them for the kids because they're sort of ironically mum. They're not actually for mums. And uh, it's it just was one of those videos that uh, caught fire and um, I think we dissuaded a lot of people to buy mum jeans and everybody bought the jeans I was wearing that day, which was the whole point. I was like, these are just the flatterall jeans. And then, of course, that leads me to the side part question. Uh, that is also as polarizing as mum jeans versus skinny jeans. Um, your hair has always been like a signature part of your look. Uh, I always, you know, I remember 
when your wedding photos were in, I think, Madison. And there was, you know, obviously it was the time where Carolyn Bissett Kennedy and JFK Jr. were, you know, an item and you you were like really the embodiment of that moment. Aww. But your, you know, your beautiful hair has always been signature to your look as well. Has has the look evolved and side part or middle part? <laughs> side part. Side part. Because I've got a really wonky face. So it, it, it's asymmetrical. So if it's parted in the middle, I mean, I can do it, but it makes me look extra wonky. Uh, I have had this colour hair. I mean, I'm naturally really pretty light blonde um, and it's not bleached my hair. This is just a high lift tint. So I'm lucky uh, about that. But I remember that when Gwyneth won the Oscar, for Shakespeare in Love. Which, by the way, I cried on that day. I just really didn't think she should have won it. It was really not a good moment for me. So, yeah, she so she was she was accepting the award and she had her hair back, you know, with that dress. And I just was like, and I had was getting foils, like highlights that took like four hours of my life. And I just was like, I should be that. And I am, you know, bit partial to Gwyneth and so I went into the hairdresser and I'm like can I be that and they said you can be that and that was 1996 and nothing's changed I'd love to be another color but this is who I am I've tried to be red I've tried to be your color um I just look weird I lose all my face every feature on my face just fades so I'm stuck with this but what about men yeah you said you want to have a haircut well, it's lockdown here, and I do think you've got to be careful at my age and with hair this colour because it's a fine line between chic and not chic. I got it. Um, you're the mother of two daughters, and I'm wondering, do they influence your style or do you influence their style? I do not influence their style. No way. They could, they're just so not interested. In my style, now they'd just be like, "That's just I'm just their mum." But they influence me. It's cool the way they put things together. The hilarious thing is, is that particularly with my youngest, who's um, sixteen, is she is wearing. I mean, the '90s is back so hard, but exactly, it's not even reimagined. I wore that. I had that. Uh, every cut, the jean, I mean, they're just, re- it's hilarious. It's, I've never seen an era come back exactly as it was before. Who was your pop icon when you were growing up? Who, or who were the pop idols, female, male, uh, as you were growing up? And how do you think they've evolved? Um, I mean, I have lots, Baha, because I am so, music is my life. That's where I'm asking but Madonna, you. For sure. But, you know, the thing about Madonna is is that now she is so overtly sort of sexual and sexualized. but it was not that. It wasn't power and feminism through sexuality, even though it was like a virgin, et cetera. It wasn't. She was just, it was fashion. It was expression. It was, she was just a really amazing, powerful, interesting um person to, to sort of love. I've always loved Stevie Nicks. I've always loved Debbie Harry. 
they're just iconic, incredible um, women and just fashion forward. I was obsessed with Marilyn Monroe when I was young too. I just loved looking at pictures of her. Um, Gwyneth, Carolyn Kennedy, I mean, they're all the women that I sort of look to as I think you sort of look to you find yourself in your muse, I think, a bit so you can try and somehow wear an outfit that they wore or try a lipstick that suits them. Um, And, you know, then it was just beyond that, it was all the great, no, I loved the Brontes when I was young. I loved, you know, J.D. Salinger. I was like, I loved Beethoven, uh, you know, the Beatles. Every, I mean, I, as I said, I consume all culture. And then there was a decade where really anything Oprah said, I would do. I know, right? It was quite the decade for all of us. Yeah. Can I ask you something? Were you ever, were you always pretty or did you have an ugly duckling face? Oh, my, okay, thank you for saying I'm pretty, number one. Um, that's very kind. I definitely, absolutely was, had phases where I was just so insecure and just not in my wheelhouse and, just awkward and growing into my skin and I've I have them always I have them now I have days where I am just like yeah it's funny I'm I'm a, I think I've got quite a chameleon sort of um f- face and vibe and to have that you can uh, you've got to have periods where it's really not working for you but I always say to my girls and to every woman, it's better not to peak too early. So I actually feel that I didn't really start looking my best until my mid-30s, even late 30s. And when have you felt the most uh, vital and sexy? (sighs) I mean, I don't feel so bad now, but I think 40s probably. When the kids were a little bit more grown up and, as I said, you start losing your ego and I don't think that you can feel really fabulous about yourself until you drop your ego because I think it's a real barrier to lots of things, ambition, intimacy, relationships, friendships. It's a real roadblocker for all humans, but I think particularly women. So I think the 20s are about angst. 30s are about ambition, often motherhood. 40s, you start losing your ego. And then, you know, your 50s, I hope, are just full of like adventure and wisdom and just not caring as much. You're quite fit and athletic. Um, What do you think is the kind of most, the best payoff uh, routine that you've done because I've seen you do the soft sh- sand shuffles. I've I've followed you while you were running when you were doing dancing. But what do you do now that you just go? You know what? This works, and this works for me from a vitality, energy, um, coordination. I like this exercise. Pilates. Really? Yeah, 
I really had not done it until lockdown last year. And I have still never been to a Pilates studio. I have not done a reformer class. So I'm actually talking about me, a screen and a mat and equipment. Uh, But I definitely saw a huge change because I'm a runner, as you said, ran and ran and ran for years. There is no doubt that running is a brilliant exercise, particularly mentally. For me, it made me feel fantastic, healthy, you know, and it is, and it's great for your body. It can be more inflammatory as you get older. Uh, The other thing that I did before lockdown and I did notice a big change was weightlifting but proper weightlifting. And I always used to think that lifting would make you bulky, but it actually made everything a lot smaller. So I would really like to go back to a gym and and just explore that a little bit more when the world goes back to normal because I think weight-bearing as you get older for your bones, um, but it's a different, it's that anaerobic exercise that actually changes your muscles. And I've come to sort of realise that through Pilates. It's the repetition and it's the tiny movements. Um, Yeah, I love it. Absolutely love it. Do you do anything for your mind to keep your mind sharp? Do you do any kind of um, mindfulness or, um, you know, exercises for memory or uh, cognition? Because that's a big part of biohacking and I'm so interested in that as part of the ageless conversation because it's no use if you're, tits are up to your neck and, you know, you, your bum is perky when your mind is mush. Yes, absolutely. Um, I do the New York Times mini crossword every day. Every I knew you morning. <laughs> Every morning. Yep, every single morning I do that and another game that they have called Letterboxd. And I do that before I look at any social media or anything. I do that with my coffee. Um, and then it's just a race to how fast you can do it. And I play the piano and practicing that is definite. It's just repetition and it's definite like reading music and everything like that, which is all new to me. It's not something from childhood is a real discipline. And the other thing I've just started is DJing. Oh, yes, I've seen that. I love it. And that is, that is actually, that's a real skill. And that's hard. So, yes, I just keep always pushing myself to learn and I'll do dumb things like speak French when I go into a patisserie, just speak French badly, right, but just exercise that bit of my brain so it doesn't completely die, you know, and I don't care if they laugh at me or if I get it wrong, but it's just reopening what sits there and um yeah pushing it are you a fan of health retreats and wellness centers do you do have you done those things and do you like them i had never if you can believe it done one what? until i know isn't that crazy i always yeah. i think cuz i had young children was obviously offered to me a lot of times lucky me um when i was editing but I never got to go on one. And then I went to Guingana for seven days and I 
absolutely loved it. I got so much from it. It was the right place for me because it was steam rooms and education and seminars and exercise. You, it really had a great exercise component, which is I'm a very, very all or nothing person in respect of I like it to be all the way over here or all the way over here. And it really suited me and I would love to go back. I look, I would, lo- I, yes, I am into them. Short answer is, is yes. Cause if you just go in and you throw yourself in, you, I think they're fabulous. It's such a reset. Definitely. And have, do you keep on with the morning rituals that they teach you at places like that? I mean, I love Green Garner too. And I was booked to go beginning of this year, but of course it got cancelled. So I'll make my way back at some point. But um, do you keep with any of the rituals uh, that you've learnt at, you know, health retreats or through experts or reading books around wellness and agelessness? Yeah, it's definitely some of it. Definitely some of it. I think it's hard to just because you're up there and you're in a bubble and it's made so easy for you uh, that that when you get back, it's sort of, it's difficult. But, you know, I learned a lot at Quingana about circadian rhythm and the impact of the screen and the importance of blue light and all of that sort of stuff. I try and implement what I said about magnesium earlier definitely came from that space. Um, and. Yeah, I think you can only try, can't you? I'm not going to sit here and say that I definitely do because that will just make other people feel bad and it's not the truth. True. Uh, I'm going to wrap up with asking you to um, tell us your all-time favourite ageless products or treatments or rituals or tips. Okay. Um, a great red lipstick, definitely. A you have one that I, you love. Well, I love the Mac semi matte in Ruby Woo. That's excellent. It's a good one. Um, it's a good one, and also the classic YSL. Um, what's that called? You'll know. The, no, no, the red lipstick. Oh, yeah. It's the, the, the classic one. Touche Clay, yes, for sure, but the new one, the one that actually has coverage. The Radiance one, the original one was good when we were young. Now you need the one with coverage. But for sure, that's like facing candlelight. Candlelight, that's an excellent thing for agelessness. Always be in candlelight if you can. Um, you need an illuminator for sure, mascara, a fragrance wardrobe because that just makes you feel great. What was your first fragrance? Do you remember? Lulu by Cacherel. And what do you wear now? I wear everything. And when you smell Lulu, does it transport you back to that moment in time? Does it feel like time travel? I just bought a bottle recently. I just bought a bottle because I and that, it's that beautiful blue. It's so iconic. The ceramic. Um, yeah, and I smelt it and it was heaven, you know. It was so, so heaven. Um, I like single scents as well. I'm quite big on single scent um, fragrance, like a straight rose. Rose is my favourite scent. So if I can get a beautiful, good rose, yes. Baths, dry body brushing, 
dry body brushing, excellent coffee scrubs, like definitely. And the one thing that I wish that I had done sooner and I didn't, and I don't know if it's too late, but I'm trying is the neck, like the neck and the decolletage. I just, now I'm just using hyaluronic acid serums on it. I'm just throwing everything I can at, uh, the um the neck area and just for hydration and all that jazz because I think that that's where you really notice it and sunscreen on the back of your hands because hands really really show aging too so I don't know there's so many things be all the things when I ask you know the women that I've had on the podcast who I love and I think they're iconic or they've got some great advice to share it's true. We do so many things. Do you, do you, do you ever share any of your tips with your husband? Is he interested? Yeah, he'll occasionally be like, oh, what's happening to my face? <laughs> yeah. And um, we'll do a peel or we'll have a, you know, a, a glow moment or get him, a, you know, he gets quite um, obsessed with certain moisturisers. He loves a really you know, like a La Mer or a La Prairie. I'm like, that's of course he great. does. Yeah, of, course of course he does. Our that's partners very are always effective. ruined for life, aren't they? Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. So yeah, he's. I mean, no. I mean, he's a he's a he is a real bloke. Saxon is a real sort of guy, um, but occasionally he'll get vain and be get me all the things. Also, a good fake tan makes you feel fantastic. Like it really does. It can make you just feel so much better. Um, so find a good fake tan that works for you. Will you ever try surgery? Never say never. Aha. I haven't haven't had any surgery. Um, and I have a, a real thing with uh being grateful for the hand that you've been dealt. But I also am really like age however you want to age and if it makes you feel good and it makes you feel confident like I said before then do it just do your research choose a really proper reputable uh, surgeon follow all their advice um yeah and go for it and never judge anybody for it I know talking to you I could speak to you forever you're like uh <laughs> everyone's you know selected BFF or uh cool sister um it was such a joy to speak to paula joy uh, about uh, all of your uh tips and tricks and your uh view towards remaining forever ageless because like really that's what we want to be ourselves but only better right you're the poster girl of it look at you I've had For the no love moment. of God, lady, you haven't aged in 20 years. You look extraordinary, but healthy. That's the thing about you. You look so healthy, glowy. Um, it just, you you look vital. That's what I love I about you. I do everything. I do absolutely everything. <laughs> if there was a beauty elixir, I would take it. I would take human growth hormones. I would have a full stem cell transplant. I love the science of it, but I also do all the natural things as well. And I genuinely feel younger and prettier than in my 30s because exactly as you said, your 30s are the, you know, young baby years. You're kind of in the trenches with your career. It's a lot of stress and pressure. Your 20s are kind of fun and carefree and, you know, a bit 
sexy and devil may care. Your 30s are the business years and then in your 40s. I love what you said about becoming egoless. I've never heard it said before like that, but it's so true. It's absolutely the secret source of leaving all of that anxiety, all of that shit behind you so you can be the person you were always meant to be. And I really love that. And I'm I'm going to look more into that because I think that it, no one has actually mentioned it. And I, I think you wear that on your face and you wear it in your posture and you wear it in your body. So it, it, I'm really, um, I love that analogy and I'm going to definitely deep dive into that for ageless, but it's such a pleasure to talk to you. Thank I want to know who's interviewing you. You. <laughs> I'll come on and do it for you. You need to be interviewed. You actually need to be interviewed for your own podcast because you are like the font of things. So I offer myself up. I'm if too, let's do it. Do I, think be so where I interview you. I will do it. That would be so fun. I would love that. Flip the tables. I'd love it. I'm recording a podcast tonight with my mom. It's on the Mothers and Daughters podcast. And I think that that will be fun. Yeah, so good. Enjoy that. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I think everyone's going to love this episode. I certainly will. And I'm going to go back and write show notes. And the other thing I'm going to share is I'm going to share the links to all your socials. And I'm also going to share the links to your playlists because you make killer playlists. So I'm going to share the the links to that as well. Yes, I'm trying to get them in a little bit more shape. So I will do that so much. Wonderful to speak to you. Likewise, darling. Have a terrific day. Ageless by Rescue is brought to you by Rescue Me Academy, Reignite Your Relationship course. Love your relationship but miss the early days? You're not alone. This course will teach you how to identify your issues, stop the fighting, find what you need to be happy, re-spark intimacy and keep the lines of communication open. Join us at rescuemeacademy.com.au to learn more about the program and to download your first free lesson. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please share and rate this episode. I'd love that. I'm Baha Etmanen, your host and founder of Ageless by Rescue. For more exclusive content, show transcript, behind-the-scenes video, real people reviews and extended interviews with experts, I invite you to please follow us at Ageless by Rescue on Instagram, Facebook and Rescue TV on YouTube. You can also sign up to receive our e-magazine and newsletters all for free.